0: Film study podcast like with the average like, Joe, the buffers, like, like, and the like. bingers. I'm your host, JP, and I'm joined by my brother, like, Professional Hollywood, the like, young man. Know man, know.
1: man. For it with a story, and you all are coming with me, dead or alive. Let's do it.
0: Dead or alive, you're coming with me. You're coming with D's. Nuts.
1: And then it just.
0: And he shoots you comes. your nuts off.
1: Uh, Or I was I was was thinking something else, but yeah, that happens too. Your
0: nuts (laughs) are coming with D's. Uh, Oh
1: man, I I, we'll talk about that scene because it's funny. But yeah, this uh, RoboCop. So many, how many dicks get shot? That's the real question. I counted two, but we'll leave uh, the pixel peepers out there to really, really tell us.
0: Uh, Yeah, there was there was more than one. Uh, There was more than one, and that's about all I can say. Um, But uh, yeah, so we are doing today for the first episode of boom fest <sharp inhale> yep i also uh forgot to make a soundboard which next time next year there'll maybe uh we'll get around to it um but we're gonna do a few successive episodes uh as we did last july um uh that are going to be hardcore action films, and usually we started on the Fourth of July weekend. Um, we are a few days late, um, but that's okay. Um, we're going to play catch up here and get get a few uh, big bangers out. And the first thing that came to mind is two movies that I've been wanting to watch for a while. Uh, actually, one of them, uh, RoboCop, was on uh, cable, basic cable, heavily edited. And we keep getting sucked in. They have RoboCop marathons on the weekend, but they're just all, you know, basic cable edited. And uh, so I'm, like, telling, you know, my partner, you know, you gotta, we gotta see the real thing. Like, you don't really know until you see the real thing. Um, So I've been saving the real thing for, for the podcast. And uh, and honestly, when I th- thought of Boomfest, I was like, we got to do Verhoeven because I really want to show her this. And then also, I really wanted to show her Starship Troopers um, because of some relevant uh, fascist propaganda um, that I think is pretty wild. I feel like it keeps aging better and better every time I watch it. But I don't want to spoil too much about that. Um, but I really needed to give you that background uh, for why... We're doing this one first from Boomfest. What is your experience with uh, Mr. Uh, Paul Verhoeven? Uh
1: originally an and man. only, yeah. I didn't realize how old he was, but originally, uh, Starship Troopers. But now, looking at the filmography, uh, Hollow Man uh, was a wild film because I remember there was a very weird uh a weird invisible man blowjob scene that was very unsettling uh <laughs> but then I, uh, what I didn't uh what I didn't realize though is that he did do RoboCop and Total Recall and Basic Instinct um so which is nuts because yeah, there's like a lot, a of, lot corny, of
0: trashy movies uh, uh, Total Recall's trashy you think? A little bit. It, yes, absolutely, but it's I haven't good. seen no, I haven't seen it in ages. No, I haven't no, seen it's since good I'm it's good trash. And I like, that's what his thing is. Is art trash is absolutely his thing. All these movies, Robocop, Total Recall, Basic Instinct, Showgirls, Starship Troopers, Hollow Man, all, uh, like trying to be, trying to make art out of trash, uh, like basic low common denominator stuff. And, but it's, there's like a, there's like a a layer that is more, um, you know, that's going on there. And, um. So I that, I think that's what made, I really usually I really am drawn to art like that. Um so I, I was very interested in revisiting these. It honestly was a h- hard decision if of uh Total Recall. I wanted to include Total Recall. And if we probably do if we ever do another episode of him, say if we did Showgirls, which is pretty infamous, mm-hmm. um we should definitely do Total Recall because um, I've seen that movie a million trillion times. I've seen these two movies also a million times, um, mm-hmm. more so even Starship Troopers, um, because I think maybe it was new when we. I think I saw it in theaters actually. I'm almost like, I think I'm pretty sure I've seen it in theaters. Um, really?
1: Wow. Yeah, you would have been eight. So, I mean, I believe a dad took us both to America to see uh, uh when we were kids uh Team America World Police. So. I wouldn't doubt it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah, but then there were other times, like when I went to see Mortal Kombat, which was just a few years earlier, and uh, and cried in the movie theater. So we had to go see Babe. So uh, you know, there was mixed results. I'm almost certain, but it was very early memory. But uh, I think I've seen this. I saw this movie in the theaters because I remember moments uh, of that. But I don't want to get too far into what's actually in the movie. Before I never so RoboCop did not see RoboCop in theaters. I think maybe I saw one of the later ones as a kid, um, but I don't really remember. Uh, But the first one never saw. Uh, It was made before I was born, obviously. (laughs) Um, But I remember it as a core thing. Like robocop was always around like i think there were probably cartoons and comics and like uh, the i think we've mentioned this before but the 90s oh, yeah, the were all about selling the cool shit from the 80s to us in kids form so like think about you know um alien predator uh mm-hmm. the teenage mutant ninja turtles the toxic avenger um uh, mm-hmm. all kinds of fucking because the
1: 90s was extreme and yeah. all that shit was as extreme as can be. And
0: RoboCop as well, um, Mortal Kombat. Like these things were not for kids when they first came out, but then they became I'm, for kids.
1: I'm fairly certain we had a RoboCop action figure as a kid. I distinctly remember having like a like a six like a six inch figure version. version I of think one. so
0: too. I do think so as well. But mm-hmm. ma- but it, he also his leg is very similar to the design of C3PO. And maybe I'm thinking of uh, having this the C3PO oh, not we the- destroyed with the baseball bat
1: i remember that but the uh but no i I distinctly remember the the face in there in and having it uh but ne but nothing else robocop related it was just like just one action figure that happened to be mixed in with our star wars stuff
0: yeah no or, uh, it's possible it is very possible <laughs>
1: but, um uh,
0: but uh so i mean I remember robocop is like a core thing and also i think of uh the, the movie indian and in cupboard, which i watched a million wow. times wow and, yeah, I haven't uh, seen that since I was a kid. That was like one of those movies when I was a kid that I just watched over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how that's aged now, uh, honestly. Uh, but the action figures in there—it was like a, it was a Jurassic Park uh, action figure. There was a Robocop. It was a Darth Vader. Um, there was like a soldier or whatever, and they would all like fight when he made them alive. And I always remember that. That's like one of my core Robocop memories. But as far as the movie, I, I didn't realize how gory. And dirty it is. Um, Yeah. And also how political. Um, It is not a dumb movie. I mean, it is on the surface, and anyone could watch this movie and just come away with it with just dumb, fun enjoyment, and it is done well, and it's very entertaining. But there is definitely a a big message about capitalism and police um, and uh, policing and crime and all that shit. Um, and I think it's done really, really well. Like, it's like a satire, um, and uh, and a commentary, but it's done in just this super, super entertaining way. Um, yeah, what do you think about RoboCop? Cop?
1: Uh, well, first off, I wanted to say that I remembered this movie completely different. Uh, not completely, but like I'll, the intro specifically. I don't know why I always remember, like w- the way Murphy dies as like him being blown up in a car. And then they have like it's like uh like a, a dark like pavement where it like pans over to like a dead body with fire and stuff, and then he becomes RoboCop. So rewatching this, I was completely like, I don't know what the hell movie I thought I saw that was RoboCop. That the, like that was mixing up. You might with have it. been like the edit- um,
0: your main memory is like an edited the edited version.
1: Yeah, like I don't know if there's like a separate intro on like the made-for-TV version. No, but, I
0: don't think. I think it's just uh, made the, like they cut out all of that core yeah. stuff.
1: Uh, because I might be because I'm rewatching it. I think I associated the gas station blowing up scene with the original, like him. You like, uh, like
0: you, Mandela yourself?
1: Yeah. Oh man, that's been happening a lot lately. I've been, been I've been and all over the place. But, uh, but, um, but back to that. The man it was just so cool. I loved this so much. Uh, having, actually seeing the full thing. This was such a fun movie and a fun ride. Uh and uh going in about the whole like cor- because of the cops are the ones that uh or not the cops the this corporation got a contract to just run the police uh is just such a wild con like it, it, in the movie like you could just take it at face value as whatever but it's such a wild like kind of dystopian semi realistic thing you could see in the future uh and i feel like that that adds that layer you were talking about um of just kind of like that it it could happen like that not obviously robocop itself but just like the privatization of of uh of law enforcement and shit and uh and just like who checks them and all that stuff because they're just they run they do their own thing they you know they created a uh a fucking bipedal tank that kills the guy in an office and no one gives a shit and they just move on
0: Well, it kind of uh, like feels like that uh you know even already like that cops kind of lack a little a, a decent amount of oversight or they protect yeah, cause the unions. Yeah. Or they're they're their their qualified immunity. That. Yeah. Um, but this is even taking it a step farther. Like, whereas, um, you know, the state can't fund the p- police to adequately handle crime. So then, you know, a private corporation steps in. Um, and then in turn, cause like the other big B plot of the film is that, um, they're trying to get people to move out of this certain area um old detroit old detroit so that they can bring in workers um for to, you know new workers for uh their the corporation um and it's pretty much you know it's just straight gentrification
1: yeah they're trying to build a new city called delta six i think and they called it uh and it's like, go to create a million jobs or two million jobs or whatever. But it's really just to control all aspects of the city from one corporation.
0: Yeah, the second film kind of has... I think I might be mixing the the worker part with uh, the second film, uh, which kind of just expands upon uh, this storyline. Uh, it's actually a good sequel in that it, it's not a great movie, but it, it's a good sequel in that it's like the same fucking thing, just more uh and, and like a little bit further but not per, pretty much the same level of shit um but this one has the, just a perfect balance um and then there's the excess of the 80s like the the businessmen the the corrupt businessmen and the cocaine and, yeah. and uh the miguel ferrer who plays uh um, what the fuck is his name bob bob yeah bob uh he is in Twin Peaks. Uh he plays an asshole agent and he's just, he just he look familiar. He plays such a good asshole. Uh really does. Um and uh I think he did, he died a few years ago. Um and uh he was in the Twin Peaks revival. I remember that cuz he was in the Twin Peaks revival and then I think he died like not too long after that. Um but yeah, such a played such a good asshole and uh it was like i don't know but he's fun like he's an asshole but he's a lot of fun and i think that's what makes him work so like yeah the cast is good what do you think about peter weller uh
1: i uh it's the first like watching the beginning of this movie is the first time i've seen him not as robocop's face like the like the ball just face like the darth vader face type thing uh Uh, see i've only seen him
0: in one other movie and that's the naked lunch I've never even heard of that. It's a Cronenberg movie uh, based on a Burroughs book. It's weird as fuck. Uh, We're gonna have to watch it next time we do Cronenberg.
1: Well, that sounds good to me. I like. I, I like the. I the more I've sat on Crimes of the Future, the more I liked it. Uh, it's hot take, but the uh, no me. But no, I I liked him in this though. I I he's very. Uh, yeah, I mean he's not really that much more animated than the uh, the RoboCop version of himself but uh but it makes that easy I feel like that makes the transition when he starts becoming more like getting his personality back it's easier to make him feel more human because he wasn't that animated uh, pre-robot if that makes sense uh
0: Yeah he was pretty subdued but also I was thinking about his uh alien face how it's like he's a really like thin um like his his skull like you can see the whole like Mm -hmm. the shape of his skull like a classic skeleton where it goes out Mm -hmm. and then it comes in and down like his Mm -hmm. is super exaggerated uh like he's not a bad looking guy but he's very alien looking um and i call that unique it works really well with the the prosthetics that they use to blend his skin into the the robocop like tech head um,
1: I spent half the movie trying, like, once they took his
0: helmet off. So the, the second, the last third of the
1: movie, just trying to figure out how they did the makeup that to look that real.
0: They're able to, uh, it they're able to do so skin. Well. They're able to do skin well back then in, in the eighties. Like mm-hmm. you think about Terminator Two, um, yeah, the Terminator, the first Terminator, even um, they're getting pretty good at doing skin, and I think they're able to pretty blend it pretty his face pretty seamlessly, um, like with some skin, extra skin stuff over to make it look like his skin is wrapping around um yeah. thing. But it was done
1: very well. The uh I think the honestly the the whole design of RoboCop uh holds to the test of time. Like it uh in my opinion, like I don't it doesn't feel dated in any way. Oh, the no, only no, thing no. that I would say feels dated about it is just the the way he walks is a little too like clunky i think for i think like if you were to make this now but was well yeah because he'd really still get, get his ass through. kicked
0: even because he even if he walked that because like he walked that slow yeah. you know um, yeah and like but in the like no weird. i was gonna
1: say and then like sorry, good.
0: just finish what you're saying
1: i was gonna say and like the whole like the he has to throw his arm up to be able to shoot a shot that was like a little clunky and weird just kind of like that Caca.
0: Oh, uh-huh. he's like a very, he's a very stiff uh-huh. robot, like classical, yeah. like stiff yeah. robot. Um, but also like, you have to remember that this is uh, there's a big, um, I don't know what if what the metaphor allegory it's very for Frankenstein. Um, is what he's supposed to be reminiscent of. Like he's literally a Frankenstein monster. Yeah. that is brought to life. He moves like a Frankenstein. Like that's mm-hmm. what I kept thinking about. Like yeah, he moves like a robot. Um, wrist that's me point. wrist pointed it out too. Um, is that he? Uh, but he moves like a Frankenstein, and he's a literal fucking monster. But he's trying to like reconcile his humanity uh, and his technology. Like, there's honestly like a lot to, that really goes into this character and um, uh, what it represents. And I think it's interesting. He's you know he's a, he's authority. He's a symbol of authority. Uh, but he's you know he's something different. I saw some wild um, like interpretations of the film. Um, And I really I didn't look deep enough into them, but apparently there's like this thing in the 80s where um, it's called uh, like hard bodied men. And that there are a lot of films in the 80s that are, are the main character is a hard bodied like Superman, macho man that protects soft bodied people. And uh, 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 I didn't read much farther into it than that, but I thought it was super fucking interesting um, because that is absolutely a thing, whether it was Muscles uh, with like Rocky or Predator or or whatever, um, Commando uh, or Rambo, uh, but also this because he's literally like a giant armored man.
1: Yeah, he's massive in this. I, I didn't really remember how wide they made him. Until uh watching this. And he's like when, he, when they do that tease when he's first walking through the police station and he's just like a fucking unit. Yeah, he's uh, huge. Uh it's crazy, but I was gonna they say make it look um, huge
0: at least.
1: Yeah, they did a good job with that. Um, but I was gonna say, going back to the finding humanity stuff, I I like that they didn't dive crazy into it. Like i feel like in a more modern movie, even they'd push this to like two hours and add more like background to it, but I like that it's just really the little dream thing kind of gets him going, and then he ends up at his his house and just does a little bit of like remembering, and like that's enough. That's all he. Needs. Yeah, the runtime in need.
0: this movie is mwah. perfect. Uh, yes, I mean, yeah, yeah, so like it, 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 like it, like like it, it, just comes full circle, and um, it doesn't feel like it was it went fast. It just felt like it was appropriately structured, and yeah, they could have dwelled more on that stuff and been more introspective, but that would have made it's shittier like it flows Mm -hmm. so well the action like the the cerebral stuff just like the uh the shock of the gore and the violence Mm um and also
1: like we it it doesn't take time to really fucking we don't have to follow robocop going from place to place a lot of times like when he leaves the house he just ends up in the club like that punk club and i like that we just cut right to it um because it's just you're just skipping the shit that you don't need because uh, it breaks the flow of the like, the, the film. And uh, it's just like at every single point where I felt like I was at a certain point in the film, I checked the time, and I was exactly where I thought I was, which is rare, I feel like,
0: lately. Um. Uh, yeah. Um. I, I wanted to fit, real quick finish talking about the cast because uh, other than Miguel Ferrer and Peter Weller, uh, I wanted to uh, first bring up Ronnie Cox... Who plays Dick Jones? Um, I think Ronnie Cox is also the bad guy in Total Recall, and is also I think the bad guy in other other movies. And I think he might be in Beverly Hills Cop um, or something like that. Um, but man, he plays but a he would, good asshole, a real good uh, asshole.
1: Does he play the? Does he play like the the Axel's boss in uh, in uh, Police? They're not Police Academy. Uh, but yeah, I think he's like isn't he the Beverly, the H- Chief Beverly Hills Cop
0: in the Beverly Hills Chief?
1: Yeah, so I think so. At least I, it, he would fit that if not. Um, but yeah, he's great. He's uh, he's he hams it up in all the right ways. Uh, like especially like when they go to Bob's house uh, when Red from that seventy show goes to Bob's house uh, to kill him, and he puts the tape on, and it's just like it's a perfect amount of ham. He's like you're probably already on your knees begging for for your life right now. And uh, and I chuckle at that. That's I I, I like it. Uh, and he just does not give a shit about anyone's actual lives, just, even in like the way he reacts when the robot does the fucks up the demonstration in the beginning. He's not upset because the person died. He's upset because it's delaying. Yeah, it. like his thing
0: it, fucked up and it delayed. Yeah, he's not even like really worried about it malfunctioning. It's just that it looked bad, so it's not gonna you know ha- his projects not gonna. It's been delayed, yeah. and now the RoboCop thing happens and is a su- success, and it kind of overtakes his mech thing. Love the the design of Edie. Um, I think it's a mech design that absolutely holds mm. up. Um, mm. It's you know very reminiscent. Like there's stuff like that in Warhammer, stuff like that mm. in video games. Um, it is a the pretty class. Yeah, uh, I would say that it it didn't look terrible at all. Like it looked fine. It looked fine, but it's definitely like they weren't going to you wouldn't do that today. Um No, no, no. no you no. would probably CG it. Um but uh it looks I do have a and I am somebody who usually likes miniatures and really appreciative of miniatures cuz I think there are in times they look they make things look so much more realistic than CG. Um but uh but yeah, uh um yeah, it 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 was fine. It was cool. Um the uh Oh then Nancy uh Nancy Allen I think plays Ann Lewis. Lewis uh, the, say, yeah, his cool. partner. And she's great. She she's a good character. Um, she's kind of like the, the She's not in as much as I remember. Um, but she's she's mm. definitely in the in the beginning and in the end, and and she shows up at at times to call, uh, Murphy back to uh to his humanity. Mm.
1: Um, I like that when they first meet. The I, it's just it's not that significant, but I just like that when they uh, Murphy first gets assigned with her and they go to the car. And, uh, and he's just like, yeah, I like to drive when I'm breaking in a new partner, uh, as if she's the new person, even though he just got transferred. I, I yeah. it's, it's stupid, but I just like the line. I thought it was so cool.
0: I really, um. we were talking about how they really set up uh, well these little ticks uh, that um, Murphy's Murphy as human Murphy. Uh, he had like, he twirled the gun and like when he drove, he you know, uh, drove. So he was driving fast and he skid and it made sparks come out of the parking lot. Uh, and, like those kinds of things. And when he was Robocop, he did the exact same things. Um, mm-hmm. Like it was like, he was, you know, Robo man. And then all of a sudden these little mannerisms would come through and like, huh, he did that the exact same way he did that at the beginning of the movie. Um, yeah.
1: It's, it's uh, like train muscle memory.
0: Um, the the beginning I think is uh honestly he's human in this movie longer than I remember that opening sequence when he gets shot is so long, Um, brutal, and yeah, fucking crazy. Like just like so many gunshots and so no, I don't think I think that he anyone who got shot by a shotgun that many times would be blown apart much faster uh, than he was.
1: Just the bullet to the head straight up at the end Like he, uh, the brain would not have survived that uh that was a pretty dead-on skull shot from only like a couple feet away but uh but man though i did not remember any of that part at all like i feel like i've never seen that part uh because fucking they like you shoot you start with the hand off and then the next thing you know like i'm watching them like explode and i'm just i'm paying attention to the body not really thinking of, else i'm just watching squibs go off Mm -hmm. and then when they cut to him just on his knees his whole left arm or i'm sorry his whole right arm is gone and i was like jesus christ i shot his whole arm off on top of like all the other shit yeah uh and the, the gore has done so well like sometimes squibs look a little bit ridiculous and this obviously is way over the top with how many bullets they pumped into it, but uh, but if, if it felt well, like I mean, it's supposed to be stylized,
0: like it's like a John yeah. Lu, John. I was thinking about it in John Woo terms, like it's definitely stylized gore, um, but, it, in the, but at least over, in that moment,
1: yeah. But it's not over the top like Quentin Tarantino squibs, which are just like a man flies across the room in a just gigantic hole like uh, this is like a nice balance between like that and realism. In a nice, and like, you could tell that it was like a
0: prosthetic, place. like, uh, like Peter Willard oh, sure. is like, once his arm is blown off, he, he looked a little like weirdly, widely shaped. Um, yeah. cause he's such a skinny guy. Um, Oh, uh, also I wanted to bring up last thing about the cast is, uh, Kurtwood Smith as the main villain, the true main villain of the movie, Clarence Boddicker. Um, who is known for playing Red, uh, the dad on that '70s show, and man, is he such a good fucking villain, so like just such a evil guy. Um, the line that sticks out to me in the whole movie is "Bitches leave," <laughs> uh, and he just tells those, <laughs> the the women that are with Bob to leave before he kills them um yep. we laughed and laughed and like really, what it was just you know, obviously he's a piece of shit so I think yeah. uh like you, you shouldn't talk like that to women um but obviously. it was so funny I don't know it made me laugh
1: It was just like it's a of all the things to say when you're coming in to kill somebody it's just it simply it's not like Sh- Chappelle show it's not like <laughs> exactly. <Chappelle> Show.
0: yeah <laughs> um,
1: um I mean I'm sure I'm got to laugh back in the day when it came out too it's uh it's he's you know, he's a character he's got like He's not necessarily charming, but he's got this kind of twisted, like, little swagger charisma about him uh, that he, like, carries himself with, which is, like, like he's a piece of shit, but I love seeing him on screen.
0: Uh, yeah, excellent. Uh, I love seeing him on screen. Absolutely love it. Um, I can't get enough of it, honestly. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, so... I don't know if there's anything we really want to. Uh, what do we want to touch on specifically? Um, I feel like we kind of, uh, in talking about the cast, we've kind of went through and talked about a lot of the movie. Um, but uh, I don't know. I love it. I think it's excellent. I think it is aged really well, um, and it is an all-time action sci-fi classic, uh, up there with some of those other movies we were talking about, Predator and and Terminator. Uh, and aliens and and all that like it in Jurassic Park and um, Those are some fucking great movies that were very popular and accessible um, and They're all were made in like I guess there were um I'm I'm smashing like 15 years together, but it's a lot of good really strong uh, stuff And, uh, like, and then I think a lot of that was like force fed to us through reruns on television and movie rentals and whatever. So we just saw them all a million times.
1: I, uh, I will say though that about this, that I thought, uh, I was surprised of how, um, I, I don't know how to, I haven't figured out how to word it, but I keep coming back to like, not that much happens or at least seemingly in the movie, if that makes sense. Like it just kind of. And I don't know if it's just because we've been watching a lot of movies that have a lot of things going on at once, but it just felt very, and, and not in a bad way. It was just kind of like, it was, bam, he he gets killed right from the go. And then, like, the like even the beginning of the movie just starts with the title, and then you're just in. And then, uh, immediately, you get a little bit of background of the police station, and or, or, I'm sorry, with the news stuff. And then it goes right into the police station, and then out in the field, dies, he's RoboCop within, like, Three minutes, uh, you know, all that's like that montage is done. And then it just goes, uh, you know, he's immediately out in the street killing people. But then it's immediately, bam, we're in like the main plot antagonist already.
0: Uh, Well, it's like he was like getting to like there was um, like him training, essentially, like the training Mm -hmm. part of the movie, which is in all these kind of movies. Yeah. Um, like he's figuring himself out and then he's like, f- he finds his humanity and gets in touch with that. And then he has the battle with the guy. He you know, he's tr- he decides that he wants to find the people that killed him and bring them to the yeah. justice. Um, and that's his thing. And it leads him the whole way up to, you know, the beginning of the movie. It kind of comes full circle to Ronnie yeah. Cox. Um, and, and, I, and- I-
1: I think why I feel like it has not uh, why it seems like not that much happens is is now that you were, as you were saying that I, I was just like, Oh, the sections are nice and short. Like they're just nice. Like nothing is long and drawn cl- out. Yeah. It's clean. And, it's and a really,
0: it's a simple narrative. It really, yeah. it, it's not complex. Uh, the complete, like but the, I like that. And then that's what, I think that's what makes the movie good is that it's, it's not long. It's uh, narratively structured simply. And even in, in terms of like, I don't know the genre it's kind of like, it's hard to say what's archetypal and what's influential to other things. Cause this is definitely an influential film, um, uh, to mainstream stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, it's, simpl- it's simplicity is what makes it work for it. Um, it is like minimal in some ways and it makes it say big things uh, because of that, you know whether it's the things you can imagine about, um, you know what he represents or um the the uh the capitalist stuff with the police and like these are there's are big ideas in this movie and they made it kind of like and they have, I'm sure this wasn't cheap to do all the stuff special effects wise and whatnot we didn't talk about budget or anything that was a thirteen point seven million dollar budget uh in nineteen eighty seven. Um, pretty good so yeah and you can tell like everything looks great but at the same time like you can only make a movie so big with all the, with the special effects like this good um for 1987 um uh, i don't know i, I don't know if agree. that makes sense
1: no 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 i agree i agree i think this is uh I, everything is used perfectly and because you don't have a long run time that's more money getting to be put into other things uh, and everything is so like we were saying. And they, well, they reuse locations too. the, the steel mill thing gets reused twice. Um,
0: in the the it, office, um, it's, yeah, a couple, it's, a it's not a times. whole lot of locations. Uh, no, um, it's a police station. Uh, the, uh, the office, the corporate office, um, and the, the steel yard thing. And then there's a couple scenes like the nightclub scene, which is hilarious. And like yeah. scenes on the street, um, with various house. crime people. um,
1: he visits his house, uh, but like they're all quick and small. Like they're not like like full fledged like things going on there. They're just like quick dressed. You're in and out. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of crazy money and set design that needs to go into it. But uh, man, where the money did go well is that toxic Avenger moment at the end of the movie. I thought, oh, uh, which is awesome. pretty much
0: which is random as fuck, but awesome. And like those are the kinds of things like random flourishes like that that really did you uh, add to it.
1: Did you notice that when the car, when Red's car hits him that he liquefies? He yes, doesn't yeah. he doesn't I love this detail. He doesn't just smack and splatter or whatever. He gets hit and liquefies because he's yeah, already melting. Yeah, like, it looks like a was,
0: slushy. Yeah, he looks like a slushy. Yeah, it was
1: so smart. I yeah, thought that was so, super so cool. Like, nice touch.
0: Super super cool. Um yeah, yeah that is, that is one of the, the the most famous parts. Also, uh I, I know I said that uh Miguel Ferris from Twin Peaks but also, um the guy who plays Leland Palmer, I forgot his name, the actor's name, Ray Wise, uh, he is in this movie, and then the CEO of OCP, um, he's also in Twin Peaks. Um, uh he plays wonder, um Mr. Packard.
1: I wonder if there's uh I wonder if he's like friends with Lynchism because Kyle McLaughlin's in showgirls uh, another twin Peaks.
0: yeah, that's true, that's true, yeah, maybe. They must be friends.
1: So that, yeah. We're, yeah we're using similar casting, but the, the cast is great. I I think this is a perfect cast. Uh, I love the goons. I know we, just for like some last little notes, uh, the reds goons are awesome. The one dude with the high pitched laugh that the uh, hyena laugh. Gets, yeah. He gets the same car as red and then red just blows it up. Like, I love that. Uh, they're, they're all just like characters and fun. Or like the guy just, he he doesn't like the reflection on the window of the TV he's watching. So he just breaks the window and sits back down to finish watching the TV. Like little things like that, uh, like gave those guys like little personality. I like, um, yeah, it's just fun. It's a great movie.
0: Yeah. I think it's, it's, uh, it's big, but somehow it's sim- like simple at the same time. And I think that's what makes it so good. Um, and it's run yeah it's runtime 102 minutes beautiful it's a beautiful thing
1: love it um
0: love it. do you uh, do you have any last things you want to say about Robocop uh that we that we may have missed it was obviously a huge blockbuster also it uh, made 53 million dollars
1: yeah jesus like quadrupled his budget uh but no, I think I'm good. The only thing I was going to say was if you're on the Wikipedia for Robocop and scroll down, I can't stop thinking that the picture of old Peter Weller looks just like the man in black from... Uh, from. Uh, well, uh, yeah, he does. He just looks
0: similar to him and Ed Harris. Are Ed Harris, looking. that's the name. Yeah, they're uh, similar looking people, uh, especially now that they're older. They look even more alike. Um, yeah, at least
1: you can say I don't have face blindness. I know, you, I know you think that I have that sometimes, but I'm getting it. A little bit. <laughs> of
0: uh, Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Um. Yeah, I'm excited to one day watch Naked Lunch um, because you can see Peter Weller as Peter Weller. And he's a weird, he's so fucking weird in that movie. Uh, it changes the way I think about RoboCop now. Um, now,
1: Peter Peter Weller's not the voice of Optimus Prime in the original Transformers, right? That's no. That's a different Peter?
0: I don't know who the fuck that is and nor do I care. <laughs>
1: He's like the voice of Prime from since the '80s until now.
0: I can't. I mean, him. I know who that guy is. He's voiced, like the like one thing. It's not. It's not pertinent to this podcast.
1: The reason I, I always thought that this was the same guy, but like the voices are completely different.
0: All right. Well, can you score this God to hang movie?
1: Four out of five.
0: <laughs> Don't stop googling Optimus Prime. Um. Four out of five. Wow. Wow. That's I really
1: like it. it's, it's, it's fun. It doesn't have a lot of, it doesn't have a lot of drawbacks.
0: Uh, no, I was thinking maybe higher, um, but I I think, I think I'm going to do four and a half out of five.
1: Interesting. Interesting. And the answer was Peter Cullen.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Thank you. I'm sure if someone could have commented it or something, you should have left the mystery out there.
1: Yeah. Uh, but it's the Peter that's what got me but all right well yeah, i i think yeah. it deserves a four and a half i i i i i see that i think i i guess i gave it up because i didn't feel like i was like absolutely blown away but i just had so much fun
0: um it's just so done it's just done so well it's really it's a uh, it's a nine perfect film i think that it it's simplicity and it, it's like dumb it's dumb smart you know like it, I don't know, like, you know, there's smart, dumb, and dumb, smart. This is the one yeah, that's yeah. good. Like, this is the one that is good. Like, it <laughs> is, um, like, this Joe Rogan, I think that's, like, uh, some pretend, uh, uh, smart shit dumb? for dumb people. Um, or he sounds smart to dumb people. Um, but this is <laughs> dumb. This seems dumb, but it's actually smart. Yeah. Seems smart, like, but it's, it's dumb. It's Joe Rogan.
1: It's a seems smart as dumb,
0: you. but actually is pretty smart. Is uh, yeah, it's a scale. RebelCon. With
1: it, it can it scales to where your IQ is. Uh, it's as deep as you want. Yeah, it's, and honestly, works,
0: that, like, it, uh, like uh, yeah, that is uh, in life as an as a, a fan of art and a maker of art. in, in my time, those are my favorite things. Period. It, that can appeal to the highest of brow. In the lowest of brow, um, that they and uh, and this does that uh, and it's well, good and it's good. Uh, so yeah, four and a half is what I'm giving it.
1: Nice, I'm down with it. The oh, we also didn't mention that there was an awesome scene. Well, well the scene setup is not awesome, but what Robocop does is awesome. Uh, this lady is getting attacked by two guys, and he's no. like holding the girl hostage, and Robocop like. He notices that the the girl is standing like with her legs apart, and so he aims like right in into her dress where where it wouldn't hit her, and it goes right through and it shoots the guy's dick uh, like square. There's a big blood thing off of it. I thought it was just like so clever uh, way to do that. Um, also, the guy who dies from the, ter- the, the 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 bipedal thing in the beginning of the movie, he gets shot in the chest first, but once he's on the table, that thing just blows his dick for a solid like four shots. That's um, really funny.
0: But in the original dick shot, I do want to say add that uh, this is the first time I caught that he says protect the innocent. And he's trying to protect this woman from being raped. Like, literally protecting her innocence. Um and oh, that, yeah. And like so the shooting the dick specifically is how he can uh, effectively protect the innocent. So it's like his interpretation of that directive. I thought, which were very, very broad uh, yeah. directives. Um, I thought that was interesting. But all right. Yeah, a- so let us move on to a movie that I am actually really excited to talk about. Um, wasn't, like, thought it was going to be a fine movie to talk about beforehand, but actually I'm more excited to talk about it now that I've watched it again. And that is Starship Troopers, which came out in the year of our Lord 19... 19-
1: I love and, this movie so much.
0: Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> there were times in my life where I just classified this movie as a B movie, uh, like a, like a, a high budget B movie, essentially sci-fi, uh, entertaining, but you know, not great, really, um, cheesy, uh, not great acting, uh, whatever. um, It's still good, though. Still a tasty hot dog of a snack. Then I've come to uh, realize and understand all of the imagery, uh, especially in the newsreels. The newsreels, you should just be like, oh, these are like World War II newsreels. Okay. Uh, This is like America mixed with Nazis, (laughs) Nazi Germany uh, and Brazil. Like all those three things mixed is the Earth Federation. Like I kind of got that basic level, but I didn't really think about it any further than that. Um, but uh, it is a very, very interesting tale. This world is incredibly political, um, and there is a statement being made about it. And I think that there are there is the initial way that you can take it, uh, and then there is I think the actual uh intended uh interpretation um but before i get into any of that i already revealed to you this is one of my early theater memories what do you got for me about starship poopers
1: i remember just watching this as a kid dad would put it on and it was just uh as a kid it had all the action that you wanted with all the bugs and shit like that and uh, and I just remember being like watching when watching it, those like those uh, the World War Two style ads like uh, telling kids to sign up for the the army and like squishing bugs and like I do my part uh, and all that shit. And it, it just thinking it was just so like cool or whatever. Uh, and then watching it again in like high school and just thinking like, how oh, you're saying it's more like a B movie, but it's like, but it's so good. It has like the right amount of action and dumb fun to, to like, I think, still hold its own but then rewatching it in college and and I just watched this again last year uh with a, like a like a movie night with my friends and man it was just like seeing it uh with just like brand new eyes like a brand new uh view of the movie and it's hilarious how just like on the nose uh fucking stuff it like uh, it takes it does on just like american like over nationalism patriotism shit and uh and just like the military complex thing. And it's just all woven into one. And it's just so like, so smart. And at the same time, like what, I don't know if it, I like to think it's an intentional casting where you have such a, a white looking guy supposed to be playing a guy from Brazil. Uh, well, it, it's supposed to be saying that the of-
0: world is is, uh, blended, uh, racially that we're in a post-racial society that that's ah. what yeah. So the earth federation is at a point, uh, where racism is much of a thing um, that ever it's all about, you know, whether you're a, a have served, whether you're a, con, a veteran or you are not a veteran um, because yeah. so like, that's what I wanted to get into is the, these are the things I didn't understand before is how deep, uh, the the political system in this world goes. And it's really based... Uh, this is an adaptation of a novel all called The Same Starship Troopers by Robert Heinlein. I do have a copy of it. Uh, it is much more... It is not completely the same, uh, but it is not a satire in any way, shape, or form. So the system of government is the same, but the way that it's portrayed in this world uh is a little bit different. Um so uh you have to serve in the military to be able to vote in this world. So uh so and then so let alone hold office of any kind. Um uh is essentially one political party all military. Um there it also is indicated by other characters in this world that it that um uh population is regulated and births are regulated uh so you need a license to be able to have children and that if you obviously there's preferential treatment to those who have served in the military um it is easier to get a birth license um so essentially you are a second class citizen uh if you do not um serve in the military uh, and it's it, so that's that's the whole thing. Is that the military run everything? That no, like uh, it, it, they run the economy. They run uh, certain elements of the economy. They run government. They run education, um, etc. So in the opening scene, uh, where Mr. Ratchak, who is played by Michael Ironside, um, who this is the first movie that I remember him in. Um, Michael Ironside, probably also Total Recall, but now that I've seen him in Scanners, uh, that's all I think of him for, is being the head exploder. Um, (laughs) uh, But he gives this big uh, lecture about how violence solves so many problems, and it's the uh, the number one, you know, uh, uh, yeah, solver of problems in history, some, something like that. And uh, there's a, a, lots of stuff about violence. You know, you hear that the punishments the characters get, it's not just the military, but just regular crime is either whips, whippings, lashings in the street, uh, or just execution. Uh, you know, uh, I, and I'm sure in the book it goes further, but in the movie, those are the only two examples that we get. um, is that incarceration is is not preferred uh, as opposed to corporal punishment. Um, and uh, and but, but other than that, they try to portray it as, a, like, oh, it's working so perfectly, etc. Um, though you do notice that many of the older characters that are veterans are all maimed. They all have... Mm uh injuries, uh the one professor is blind, the one, Mr. Ratchak's missing an arm. There's another m- man who's registering people and he's missing an arm and legs. Um that uh it seems to be pretty common um that you know what comes with service is you know you sacrifice your body for your country. Um uh, i don't know i find all of this super super fascinating this if you weren't familiar this is a certain flavor of a fascist government um and uh at first it, it kind of portrays this as oh this is fully functional this is good this is uh everyone's smiling Fun. smiling teens playing football yeah. and having sex and you know yeah, it, it's it, it starts love like a teen drama yeah it very it's much, very much of the drama. time it's really done well very done well of the time and then it slowly reveals itself that the humans are fucking dumb uh they are uh very arrogant um so i don't know if you want, I, I know i've been talking for a while i'm gonna pass it back to you but i don't know if you uh notice that the whole war that the movie is about the war with the bugs um it's not that the bugs are invading our areas of space; it's that we're invading theirs, and then they are fighting back. Uh, yeah, they they throw the the asteroids at the planet, which Riz pointed out. We don't even know if they're actually doing that. Like these could just could be asteroids coming from that direction um yeah and they're just using propaganda which this movie is full of propaganda yeah to convince it's, it's, people this is why they need to invade the bug planets um,
1: it's uh it's limited infor- it's uh res- limited information uh information restriction, whatever it's called where you're uh, curating what the people know to shape what to get what you want out of it
0: well who knows uh, what yeah what if all the government is stupid or if uh it's just like Trump shit. Like you don't know how yeah. many people are corrupt, and you don't know how many are like are just trying to grift, and how many people are stupid and just believe the grift.
1: And I, I probably just for resources, because that's just what all mankind greed is always for, uh, of something or another. But you yeah, just want to uh,
0: keep spreading, yeah, keep do- more yeah. domination of the universe. Yeah, we need, to, we need
1: to we need to be able to send mission trips to Mars. You know, spread the spread the Christianity, uh-huh. the gospel. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> um
1: uh, I was just thinking of the, the Sally Struthers South Park thing when I think of just like yeah, human kind yeah. expansion. Um uh, but uh but yeah no I just I love uh, going back to what you're saying about how the the satire thing I, I was going to say uh yeah the whole thing is made to just seem like this is just so fun. Uh, at all points, and it really doesn't become not fun until Rico like gets like severely injured and put in the back to tank. Uh, really, well, th- that's it a, kinda... yeah,
0: yeah. I want to talk about that point in the movie, but continue.
1: Uh, but it's just uh, it's so ridiculous how uh, like if this was not like this is if not for the satire, this would be such a dystopian movie and feeling to it. But and I'm sure that's how the book is like. I Have not read it, but uh, just knowing if I remember reading an article or something that the author hates the movie, but, uh, Oh, cause the, it's making
0: fun of the, 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 bu- the book.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like it's uh, using
0: the source material, but it's also like, yeah, a satirization of the source material. but I like that. It's just
1: holding the mirror to itself essentially. Yeah. Of like, of yeah. Yeah. Current cultural society. And that's just the, why I, I just, I think this movie is so genius and so funny. Yeah, it uh, really and, is. It
0: really is genius. I keep uh, thinking it. I think, that like, I, I don't know. This time around, I was, this movie flew by. It's longer than uh, Robocop. It's longer than remembered. It's longer, longer than remembered. Honestly, for us, it flew by. We thought it felt shorter than Robocop. We thought, like, we, yeah, we watched them on separate nights, and we we're like, man, this was such a good, interesting movie. Cause like you're interested in the teen shit, even though you know how it goes. Like there's yeah. something in the base, dumb level of you that likes that. There's the action and the horror of it that is really interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like it's, but it's a lot of fun and these these moments of brutality, and that's what fascist propaganda is. Is it's. Sugarcoating horrible atrocity w- with, uh, you know, teens and smiling, you know, ha- beautiful people um, and whatever. It packages it in this uh, commercialized kind of coating and it makes it seem like, oh, this, is, this isn't this is so bad. This is actually really great. Everyone's having fun. They're all so happy uh, and having a good time and having fun. And It's just like high school, it's just like uh, military yeah. is just like high school. That is definitely <laughs> the vibe, even though that like a dude gets killed, a dude gets his arm broke as soon as they fucking get there, uh, a dude gets a knife thrown into his hand, uh, and, uh like
1: Jake Busey gets shot in the face, a dude uh, gets whipped,
0: uh, yeah, like uh, Jake Busey doesn't get shot in the face, he's in the movie till the end.
1: Oh, uh, okay, never mind. I'm thinking of somebody else then. Uh in the training exercise when the gun. Yeah, that's what
0: I'm talking about. The guy yeah. that gets shot. It's the farm guy. Yeah. Um, God, that's right. And uh you, you watched this for this, right? You didn't Yeah. Okay. Like you watched it recently?
1: Yeah, I watched this the past week.
0: okay. I thought you said the last time you watched it was last year or something. No, no, no. No, um, I was saying
1: I happened to watch it recently, so it was an easy watch just like putting it on to get the refreshing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um yeah. but uh but yeah, it, it said that point. And I wanted to write the, the, the time down when the Rico thing happens and, I'll, and there's even a fake out with Carmen. And honestly, I don't like the Carmen fake out, uh, where they make it seem like she dies too, right before. And somehow she's just fine with a scar on her face in the next scene. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Uh, I always had a problem with that. And, uh, and then, so, like, they make it seem like she dies, and then they show uh, Rico die, and then they show they reveal that they're both alive. Um, and I thought that that was uh, um, super, super. Uh, it, uh, obviously, with Rico, it was done well, but I thought it was inter- weird with uh, Denise Richards, because um,
1: they don't but, really explain anything. It's just like
0: yeah, with her, just they just don't mad. at all. And then the yeah. same thing happens later in the movie, to and that makes them crash again. Um, mm. which is uh weird, which I thought was weird. i even as a, even as a kid, when I saw this, I thought that that didn't make any sense. Mm. Um, but everything else uh, was great, and like that is the point in the movie where everyone's like, "Oh shit!" Like we are, we've been in the shit. We have to take this seriously. And again, I think that is a th- like a thing in military. Like you go through tra- boot camp, and they get you all hyped up and excited, mm-hmm. and like you're gonna take on the world. And you know, we put you through all this training. You're gonna kick ass. It reminds me of the beginning of Attack on Titan because they do the za- exact same thing. Oh yeah, where they're like, you yeah. go through this hard ass boot camp, and you guys are tough now and you're ready to fight and you're going to be able to do it and then they throw them out into the shit and they get crushed i wouldn't be surprised if the attack on titan was influenced by the way that the starship troopers thing was handled it's the same exact thing it is literally yeah. the same thing um uh like you have this big long boot camp where everyone becomes friends and then they go out into the first battle and like almost all of those <laughs> I- friends die immediately lo- immediately and then they get transferred another thing another thing i watched recently was band of brothers which i believe came out after starship troopers um but the the way that so- i think i think there's a lot of stuff that just works um with stories of war and the effects of war um it's just like between those moments um you know you got people playing neon violins and uh having you know sex and um and, you know whatever um Oh, the, the ones, that- uh, go ahead. Oh, sorry.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say uh, to go on to your like when they like the boys become men moment essentially is like when Michael Ironside dies and the when the bugs are, uh,
0: uh oh, they've already on the- their way by that point, but that's when he Ooh. he becomes the leader. Then that's like he, yeah, fully tra- transforms.
1: Yeah, because he just like, from there on, he's just like hard ass. And uh, and there's time skips in this movie that don't, they just kind of happen, I feel like. Yeah. Because uh, he just becomes like, he goes from being like, like, uh, like in that moment to just like running the show. Like completely, it feels like. Well, that's and, like uh, the thing.
0: Sh- he becomes essentially a rat. Michael, uh, Michael Ironside. And that's the same yeah. with Denise Richards. Like she kind of becomes her the captain. Her bot. Yeah. Um, uh, et cetera. Um but it,
1: I like I like that that's just kind of it's showing you the cyclical nature of how this the, the it's structured you know what I mean it's just all they need to do is inspire one person to take over to keep the 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 factory running and keep the keep the the meat grinder going uh which I thought was very interesting
0: Yeah then that's kind of how the military works and uh like we were talking about that's a th- I, brought, I was bringing up Band of Brothers because the main character gets field promotion after field promotion, just like Rico does. Um, like he's, he starts out as just a regular guy and then he's squad leader and then he's whatever, then he's whatever, then he's whatever, then he's, whatever, then he's a captain, you know, he's a captain by the end of it. Um, uh, and like World War Two, that shit just happened because people died and you needed to fill those roles immediately. And if you did a good job, you got to keep the job, um, you kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, all that was pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. But then, it's just the mix of brutal reality of war. Um, the folly of, uh, of, um, nationalism, fascism and militarism. Um, mm-hmm. and of what the stupid, like the stupid shit that that leads you, that leads you into. Um, Uh, yeah, the newsreels are because like the newsreels are World War II, but also they're straight propaganda. And even when they were newsreels in World War II for the U.S., it's still United States propaganda. Um, -hmm. you know, trying to keep morale up for the people at home uh, and the Mm -hmm. war effort. Uh, Keeping like a
1: clear, keeping a clear and defined enemy.
0: Uh yeah yeah well like you can't f- you won't fight amongst yourselves if you have a an other to f- to you know focus your your hate and your blame on. Um, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it it has aged. I think it aged. It ages better all the time. Oh, I wanted to say also about the news reels. I noticed that there was like a curt mouse cursor and like little tabs. Oh yeah yeah um, yeah. And it kind of like transitions Would you to, like new- to know more. It, Transitions the newsreel to, you know, YouTube and memes, I think, mm-hmm. uh, which are the, the current form of propaganda, uh, by far, you know, um, mm. and like rabbit hole clicking, Like yeah, uh, back in the world war two is posters and flyers and newsreels and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it is memes, uh, and, uh, and all that kind A of shit. Bait. YouTube, yeah, shit, uh, fake articles. Yeah, it's all
1: all clickbait headline. It's all, the thumbnails grabbing you type shit. Like yeah, it's like the we're journalism. Support. Uh, shit like that. Um, but man, I wanted to do uh, I wanted to talk about the cast real quick. Uh, about Johnny Rico, who was made up, who was supposed to be the next like Jean Claude Van Damme type man and uh
0: yeah why I, didn't that work out for old casper
1: i don't know i, I saw he's I also know. in
0: sleepy hollow He is not a big role but he has like a small I th- like he looks like uh, I, uh he's on i don't know where he's on the credits but i remember seeing a trailer and it making it look he had a big part but he doesn't but he's in sleepy hollow
1: the, which uh, i think is after this i haven't seen sleepy hollow but it's the, good uh, is that, uh... It's Johnny is, Depp. Uh, Tony Depp. I was about to say, is it Johnny Depp? Uh, I think I, I've seen stuff from it, but... Uh, I think anyways, it's a Tim
0: Burton uh, movie? It might be. Yeah, I think it's a Tim Burton movie.
1: Um, But anyways, the, uh... I mean, I think he's great in this movie. He hams it up in all the right ways. It is. Uh, fucking, especially towards the end when he's just, like, being more of the, like, the captain dude just getting everybody rolled up. He's not up a great actor,
0: sink. though. He's stiff. I no, think, but I think for this it works. It works uh, for it this. And I think that's what they all were honestly, like he a lot of these people uh I looked the actress that plays uh Dizzy, uh Dina Meyer, she was in Beverly Hills nine oh two one oh um Jake Busey's great uh comic relief. Um honestly I wonder what the fuck happened to him. Uh, I feel like it's he's bad. in
1: stranger things, he's in stranger things. Shut three. your
0: mouth. Shut your mouth, he's in no way. Yeah, he's gotta be history. old now.
1: A- He's 50-something, 50 52. Because I mean, Kylie and I looked this up, because I was like, is that Jake Busey? And we looked it up, and she told me he's in his 50s, and I was like, shut up, he's that old. Uh, but then I forgot that like this movie, he's fucking... Uh, he's uh, still looking... He's like 30 or something that, that's, already. Or so like, that's how
0: years. it was when... Um, the uh, What the fuck is the name of the actor from Scooby-Doo? Um, that plays Shaggy. Matthew Lillard? Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard is, it- Matthew Lillard is in um in uh twin peaks revival and he l- it plays this like principal guy and he looks old and it looks so weird he looks like his age and it's so wild and that's like how many years ago now it's like five years ago that twin peaks revival came out
1: yeah um, that's not, i'll have to see that because that's i'd be curious to see what he like what old you Matthew gotta Google see the
0: right. real twin peaks first you gotta I go know, finish the the whole
1: I know. Uh I I have to do get back in I gotta get back into like my lynch phase. It's been a while. Um but the what was it saying? Uh I can't remember. But uh back to the cast. I think it's perfectly cast. I think Doogie Hauser is phenomenal in this, uh being this little arrogant fucking sci-fi guy. Or or not sorry, a sci- a psychic guy. Psychic, yeah, um, yeah. And he just shows up at the end and has all the answers for everything, and it's just like what the fuck were we doing all this for type of moment.
0: Yeah. But also uh, he's like, manip- like he's a manipulator. Like we, he, yeah. we saw that in the beginning of the movie when, uh, Rico was taking the psychic, the psychic like card tests and he was missing them all. But then he got one in the end and he lied. Uh, uh, Doogie lied and said that he didn't, and then he was doing the thing with the weasel and said he couldn't control humans yet. And then it seemed it was indicated later in the movie that he can control humans. Um, so, uh, so I think uh, the jury's all out on on how much. And like those dudes were wearing straight up Nazi SS. Oh my god! Things. Yeah, like just no, no. Like it was like as the movie went on, we saw more and more. Nazi stuff. The flag mm. in the barracks was like straight up German colors with a big yeah. eagle. Um
1: Yeah, they were it was a lot of that like World War One, early World War Two before like the swastika came in, like style of like uh like the German shit with like the Eagle stuff that uh, but it just like when it also they, they look, it also looked went to the
0: U.S. It was like US, Nazi, yeah. like Germany and Brazil, like with the some of the colors were like green and blue. Mm.
1: Um, what was I gonna say, uh, but yeah, when they when they rolled up at the end, when they bring the big worm out, the like, big mother brain thing out, uh, and they're all in that, I just laugh every time I see it now. Like as an adult, I just laugh so hard because it's just so. If you didn't get it at this point, like if you went the whole movie not really understanding what this is like trying to be, then here it is. Like, there's no, uh, it's no longer up for debate. If you missed like all of the on the nose signs up to this point uh and it's just so funny it's it's so do well done and it just uh the way that it's shot too just like how everything's just super saturated and colorful and nothing's like gritty uh just also it's very fun uh very playfully lit uh just adds into just the the juxtaposition of the brutality yeah, it's very just bright like, other than the the
0: dark, it, the dark the pl- dark the the battle at night it's like yeah, super yeah, bright
1: that's like their first real in the shit moment, so it's like really it makes selling sense. Like, yeah, yeah. And then it's then when as Rico's getting more confident and going up, it goes back to more bright stuff and just like it's. I feel like it's almost the uh, like a how his pers. It's a uh, a what's it called for his perspective as he's going through his uh, the military. I can't think of the right phrasing, but you know what I'm saying.
0: I I don't know. Oh, but all right.
1: It reflects re- re- uh, as. The, the way things are lit and go are reflect how he is uh perceiving the situation so it's like all bright and fun in the high school stuff all bright and fun and then it goes to shit and then he goes back to the back to tank he heals up and then it's you have like the um like in the, the i keep calling it the Coliseum but like when they're in that like barracks thing it's it's pretty neutral like it's bright it's like sunny but it's not very like overly colorful or saturated or whatever but then when it goes up to uh um uh well, no because I guess before that he blows yeah, it's, up the it's big pretty beetle colorful it's that's just I think colorful. it's still the yeah. same
0: it's just that planet was very brown so everything was yeah. dusty so I think that added like this layer of of it, like washed out some of the yeah, of yeah. the colors but it' still popped like yeah, I, when he blows
1: the beetle up he's covered in bright orange uh and yeah which this I, I
0: movie actually... purposely wants to stay colorful um yeah it's uh and one, I think that's what makes it age so well aesthetically. Um, is how bright it is uh i don't know it doesn't look old like the cg also we were talking about looks awesome still
1: good. oh my, that beetle uh, is so good
0: and like it, it look, yeah it looks like it's, it could be like in a man in black a monster but the it's i don't know it's it, the way that they use it is fine the ships look good um i really thought it's, the the special effects were handled in the right way that it didn't you know i mean this budget holy shit i just looked at the budget 100 million dollars yeah.
1: that's did, big
0: yeah that's really big budget um heaven. holy fuck it, it it made 121 so it, it made its money but mm, not a lot of, uh, not a lot of 100 like- million
1: This became a cult classic, though. This probably did bangers in DVD sales, and now and nowadays with Blu-ray or streaming, people still come back to this. Um, This is uh, because I consider this movie. This should be like entered in one of those like film students should watch this type of thing, just because of it's so unique and what it does. Uh, Yeah, it's
0: it's really effective, really effective. And then just with the the re-rise of fascism in the world, um, I think that. Uh, it needs to be seen with eyes the 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 only my only problem is I think that the satire is uh it's obvious to me and I think a lot of people but I think there are people that are impervious to satire and would see this film as an endorsement of some of those politics what do you think about that
1: um i in my head I just said something very mean but I feel like you You'd have to be on uh, to not pick up on the satire. I but there like are people easy.
0: literally that are like that. People in I, the, yeah. think Homelander is the is a good guy in the boys. I uh, even yeah, watched the, boys.
1: the Yeah, I've I've seen the first two seasons, but yeah, they. Uh, oh yeah, so
0: yeah, you know, you you know, then that's all yeah. you need to know. There are yeah. people that think Homelander is a good guy in the boys. Yeah. I mean, they're probably the same people that think Rick's
1: the, the hero of Rick and Morty. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, like, they, they have a hard time separating um, uh, comedy from... Well, like asshole. antiheroes and from like... Or like the protagonist is a piece of shit Like that doesn't make them a good guy. Like, uh, yeah. like this American Psycho guy. Like he's the protagonist of the film, but he is not a person you should want to live like. But people love that guy on the internet.
1: Let's say, yeah, he's having a meme renaissance right now. In like the Chris last bro. like
0: handful of years. Um,
1: yeah. I just yesterday I read it. I just saw like four different memes, all references, like all with shots from that movie.
0: Well, um, like the stock, it started like the, it was all around the stock bro stuff. Um, but all right, I don't want to get down that hole. Um, i this movie is great, and honestly i would have if you would have asked me what I would have thought it was I would have said maybe threes three world somewhere in there three and a half three um and I feel like every time I watch it it gets higher it's a higher score
1: I think this is a you said Robocops a a nigh perfect film I'd say that about this it's so good i i just have i don't have any problems with it the uh I don't think it feels long per se, but I don't think it feels short, if that makes sense. Like, for me, I felt I like just wanted to... I felt hours. like
0: I could watch it for... I feel like this is what we were saying. That I was so into this world and this story and this shit that I could have just watched it forever. Like a show. Like, if this was a full season... Oh, And this yeah, was just, like, like the first two episodes of the show... Like I would want to keep, we would binge like we would have kept going. So I think that is a really good sign. Uh, It's like, like, it it didn't matter to me how long it was because I was so into it. I wanted it more.
1: You know, it's funny. uh, When I, speaking of wanting more, when I was younger, Jared and I, when Starship Troopers two was at Hollywood video, we saw it and we rented it and we were so hyped because we both liked the first one and we put it on at his house and we're so disappointed it, that it was none of the original cast the movie was fucking terrible it had like no budget we didn't realize it was a straight to dvd we didn't realize that was a thing at the time yeah the, uh,
0: that's how they got us that whole there was a whole industry around tricking people into renting things
1: yeah and the apparently the third one re like the guy Casper's casper in the third one. Uh, comes back but I, I heard it's not good but i, I still want to see it just to see what it if, what it's like but if it's not uh I don't know who directed it, but if it's not the uh, Paul Verhoeven, it's Barrow, not. I don't. He's I don't not know. involved
0: in any of the sequels. Hell no. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, it's the writer though uh, is involved in both sequels. Er, Edward Newmyer.
1: Both sequels, damn! Oh man, the sequel, the, the the second movie is so terrible. I've only seen oh my one god, there's five. Seasons.
0: There's there's four. There's an sequels. animated. Yeah, so there's an he animated. Wrote them sequel. All. Oh, he wrote He wrote everything related. No, no, no there's one he just executive produced. But three, so par- apparently it's just his baby, this guy. Interesting. He wrote yes, Robocop oh. 1 and Robocop uh, the reboot.
1: And he wrote the reboot. Wow. I, I uh I never the reboot, and I can't remember if. I hate,
0: know. I don't like Joel Kinnaman for some reason, so.
1: I, just, I only seem to like him in the new Suicide Squad movie. I like him in that, but I haven't really seen anything else that I like him in.
0: Uh, but all right. All right. Yeah. Well, what I think we are, we're ready to score this pupper. What, uh, what are you given? This is a hard one. I know, but what are you giving Star shit poopers.
1: I mean, if fart I give shit, it
0: poopers, fart, shit poopers.
1: If I were to give this a five, I feel like it's definitely out of my own love for it. Bias. Yeah. I, I feel it like it'd be wrong. Crime?
0: I also felt like as much as I'm loving it, it would be wrong to give it a five. Yeah. It is not. So both, it is clearly not a five.
1: Yeah, but man, I'm do well. I stick behind a four and a half for this. I'm
0: gonna also give it a four and a half. I think that even though like the cheese and the messiness of some of it just like kind of serves its whole themes even better. Like if that makes sense. Like the slot, like yeah. like, and like that's what I like about messier art is that it's not, like. The, it enhances kind of the aesthetic. It kind of makes it a style. It makes it its own thing, and that's what this kind of does. And uh, and I mean, I, I think a lot of it's intentional. Um, truly, after watching uh, his other a few of his other films, and I've been looking into Showgirls. I really want to watch Showgirls because it was notoriously horrible and bombed. And now people are like saying that it's actually not that bad, and it's uh, it's just like another one of his like trash movies that actually have. Uh, good themes, um, uh. But yeah, I'm also giving it a four and a half. I honestly, was gonna get say I would have told you before. This would have gave it a three and a half. Um, honestly, I thought I liked it better than Robocop.
1: Oh, I'd like this better than Robocop for sure. And, but like, Robocop fun. is a classic
0: and feels like a per- more perfect movie. But I liked starship troopers this is, more this is so many
1: more layers it goes way deeper and that's why i think i like it uh,
0: yeah yeah i can agree with that but it's just like yeah. that acting is worse and
1: uh but i feel like the acting is intentionally bad at this because it feels everything feels so campy but it feels so intentional oh well, yeah and that's why it to, like, he
0: wants it to feel like a teen a teen thing yeah
1: and so like i don't think that's bad acting if it's if it's intentional i feel that makes me feel like man they did a really good job they really nailed what they were going for Uh, Even if those actors aren't great in anything else they've ever done, but at least in this thing, they did amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, like sometimes you just want that for the the aesthetic. Like sometimes you want TV style actors for a certain thing you're going for. Uh, We're watching Buffy right now, and man, everyone on that show sucks at acting. Um, But (laughs) it doesn't matter because it's like a pulpy sci fi horror show, you know? This is pulpy pulp is definitely the way that is the word that we have not used to describe why both of these films are pulpy. Um, they speak to something like, uh, I don't know. like this base entertainment thing. Um, but then like the layers that they, that, you know, you keep peeling away and there's more to it and more to it. And then each time I come back to these movies, there are more to it. And that's why I'm a big old fan of Paul Verhoeven. Um, and I am excited. I'm glad we did it. So...
1: Yes. I, it makes me want to watch more more, uh, more stuff. Like, go back and... like I've never seen the end of Total Recall. I've only seen, like, the middle. So I'd like to go back and watch that. And uh, what else did he have that was, like, right around that time?
0: Uh, I want to rewatch Basic Instinct because I haven't yeah, since I've I was never, a kid. Uh, not a kid, Best but, like, later. Like, younger in life. Um, And then uh, Showgirls, obviously, I said already. Um, I,
1: is, is there another movie called Striptease that's like similar? Striptease like,
0: also is in the nineties. I think that it did better at the box office. It didn't bomb, but it is uh, also not great movie. Okay. Demi, I think Demi I more, I believe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I get these movies confused. Uh, Cause every time I hear this, I'm assuming it's Striptease.
0: So we need to wrap up here, but uh uh, there is one thing I did want to mention that this is our 49th episode. Um, so, next episode will be, and we're going to try to get it out when we can, um, is going to be our 50th episode. 50. We made it. We this made is it. far. Well, this is crazy far. Um, we beat the Pip podcast. That's Oh, uh, sure. by a lot. Um, 50 episodes. Uh, we are going to, we have a little treat for you. We have a treat for Corey and specifically, um, and, uh, but it's a treat for all of you. It is a director that we've already done, but we've only done one film of his, So it's hardly fair. Um, hardly fair. Would you say? And it was
1: arguably the worst one.
0: Well, arguably you're right. I mean, I don't know what. Could no, be worse I'm than that. just uh, just Joshin, but uh, well, I mean, he did make a four-hour film that I could argue about as well.
1: I I would watch that way more over the. the
0: uh, yeah, Netflix. well, stop, cease yourself. Uh, you can't contain your how much you want to talk about this. As as soon as he's even uh, hinted about, you want to start a debate. Everyone oh, on the our, internet loves talking about this guy. It is none other. Movie worse. <laughs> See, you still you're still trying to stick up for him in between of this introduction. You can't resist. I wasn't a stick up. I was saying I was a debate of which movie was worse. That's
1: not debate, or that's not a defense. They're both bad. Or no, I do like the one movie
0: a lot. See, look, look at you. Look at you. You can't stop. You're an addict. You're a you're a Zach addict. To <laughs> them, snide the Snyder, you, oh yeah, Zaddy, Zaddy, a zaddy yeah. you're a addict, and he is your <laughs> Zaddy. We're talking about none other than Zach, Mother effing Snyder, and we're gonna be and yeah, we're watching
1: the the hours of gold
0: <laughs> We're going straight to the top. I said, "What do you think? Show me his two best films. Let's go back." And you, we decided not to watch Dawn of the Dead remake, and instead we are watching <laughs> wow, the Watchmen and uh, just Watchmen and Three Hundred, um, which I do think is. I think I would have thought if you would ask me what is his best, I would have uh, gut say Three Hundred. I watched a yeah, really interesting video about Three Hundred lately, so I'm I will be bringing that up as well. Big shouts uh... out to Big Joel.
1: Nice. I uh one day we'll get around to the the for episode one hundred. If we make it to there, we should do Snyder Cut and Owls of Gahool. <laughs> Uh That uh, I
0: I think the Snyder Cut is enough hours for one episode on its own. I don't think I can handle that much snide. I can't handle that uh, much snide in my <laughs> veins. But all I'm right, I'm just
1: curious what the what a kids movie Zack Snyder uh, Zach Snyder kids movie is like
0: with the you, the Guardians. You, you just can't over. resist. Can't resist, talking but... about Zack snyder you like, yeah, it, you're, like salivating. you're salivating like but... you're salivating you can see the drool the spittle yeah. on your lips
1: i think and i think what it what it is is just like it's, you the still way is gonna,
0: he can't he can't stop he can't i just stop. love all the right of the episode, episode.
1: I'm really good it's <laughs> just really i i there's a lot to like there's a lot to like
0: all right, y'all have a good night. Make sure you follow and subscribe and all the things. Uh, leave us a review uh, for those on Apple, um, and on YouTube. You can leave a comment. Uh, you can do all those things: like, subscribe, follow uh, at Best Boys Film Pod. I'm at Slob Thomas. He's at Corey with a Story with a K. He loves Zack Snyder. Any anything else for the kids?
1: Uh, eat your veggies, you piece of shit
0: all right you heard (laughs) it here good night everybody
1: see you